Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we revisit reality shows that sadly only made it through one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series on the Princes of Malibu. Today we'll be discussing episode three, um, which I guess we're naming, but she makes a bomb ass tuna sandwich. Yeah, something like that. Since there aren't any real names. (laughs) Yep. Um, Let's see, house cleaning wise, um, we have some Twitter, not a ton. We go to. Um. So not much. Um, Heather hit us up with a What's Kelly Catrone Been Up To For The Last 10 Years article from Refinery29, which was a maze. Oh, awesome. Um, Reply Reality um, said, One Hit One Is Back. Princess of Malibu cannot wait. Um, thanks, we're excited to be back. Um, and Chris, Mask One, said, Excited for the new episode in the series. I've never actually seen any of Princess, and it's not on iTunes, Netflix, etc. Maybe I can find some on YouTube, because it's not the same if I haven't seen the episodes. Um, you are not missing much. No. And I also tried to find it online so that I can get screen grabs and things like that, and I haven't been successful yet. When I figure it out, I will hop on Twitter or let people know where they can find it. Right now, I have... No idea how to get images for the show, so we're taking pictures of the television. Yeah. Which, okay. So, the other thing we forgot to discuss in our first two episodes was that we forgot to talk about the menu on the DVD and how it just, oh, yeah. it plays the song Free Ride on repeat. Yeah, but not the whole song. Right. Just, it's, like, one bar. And I don't think it's the real recording. Oh, of, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. And it's not, the, it's not even close. Yeah, it's a very cheesy, twangy version of Free Ride on yeah. repeat. And it has a very, like, Saved by the Bell, like, <laughs> So there's that. We get yeah. to hear that a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. And for this episode's Boo Breakdown, we are doing Sam Brody Jenner. Sam, not Samuel. Just Sam. Sam Interesting. Brody Jenner. He was born August 21st, 1983, as we know, to Bruce, now Caitlyn Jenner, and Linda Thompson. He has one brother, Brandon, obviously, and four half-siblings, Bert, Casey, was the other Jenner kid we couldn't remember, Kendall, and Kylie Kylie. Jenner. He went to Crossroads High School in Malibu, which is also where Spencer Pratt and Whitney Port went. And the Olsen twins. Yes, of course. I think, right, they were... few years younger, but yes. And they were out of school together because Spencer talks about it. But they were a few years younger. Um, And Brody also went to USC, but I didn't see what he studied there or if he graduated. So I'm going to go with Uh, He did not graduate. I'm almost 100% positive about that. Right. Because Spencer graduated, he technically finished his degree like after the hills. Yeah. Yeah. So... Of course, Brody was in The Princess of Malibu in 2005. He moved on to The Hills in 2007. He was also on an episode of a show called Party Monster in 2008, Party Monster Cabo, with Frankie Delgado. Oh, I wonder if that was like an offshoot of Wild On. I don't know, but I think we should look for it. It must be. Okay. 
And then in 2008 to 2009, he had his show, I believe on MTV called Bromance. Yes. Did you ever watch that? No. I didn't either. So (laughs) there's that. One of the most fun things to look up about Brody, not unlike his stepdad, David Foster, is his romantic history. (laughs) Brody, as we know, has dated everyone. Yep. Um, you know, loves a playmate. He, his taste is definitely sort of all over the place. I would say in general, he seems to have a thing for blondes. Um, but interestingly enough, according to one website that I found, and I had to (coughs) dig deeper than you would expect for information on Brody. His Wikipedia is really boring. Like his His Wikipedia is really boring and really false. Yeah. Like it, it literally is filled with Hill's lore. Yeah. Like it talked like, oh, he dated Lauren Conrad and that's why he's not friends with Spencer Pratt anymore. Like it's really weird. Yeah. And his Twitter is all just his current DJing gigs, which we'll get to. Um, but one website that I found said that Brody actually dated Leah, who went on to marry Brandon. Interesting. When you they think it's true? When they were kids. He was 11. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's still kind of funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> so he dated Kristen Cavallari from 2005 to 2006. So right after she finished Laguna Beach and probably not long after the show stopped filming. So I was kind of hoping we would see Kristen at the end of the show, but I don't, I've never heard. Well, no, because remember they filmed it a year before it aired. Oh, right. It aired in 2005. Yeah. So it was filmed in 2004. Okay. Never mind. Um, And then he briefly dated childhood friend, Nicole Richie in 2006. It was very short lived. He rumored, rumored to date Lauren Conrad in 2007, but we all know the Not deal true. there. He dated Cora Skinner. I think we saw her on an episode of The Hills, Cora. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, in 2008. And then he dated Jade Nicole from 2008 to 2009. So in the Kristen year of The Hills, when there was the whole plot line of, you know, Kristen breaking up Jade and Brody, that was entirely fake. And him and Jade were together the whole time. Yeah. He dated Avril Lavigne from 2010 to 2012. Brianna Holly in 2013 who for some reason I remember, and I want to say she's also a playmate. Um, I did not verify that. He started dating Caitlin Carter in 2014. They were engaged in 2016 and married this year in June in 2018. This website also said Brody had encounters with Paris Hilton in 2007, <laughs> Haley Duff in 2007, oh. and Lindsay Lohan in 2006. Nice. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. In 2015, Brody had a radio show or podcast. It was a radio show. It was a radio show called Sex with Brody. And Frank and I both thought that it was still going on and that was part of his regular (laughs) gig. It had four episodes that aired from July 10th to July 31st, 2015. So it's been over for quite a while. Yeah. He DJs regularly. He seems to have kind of regular spots he travels around to. One is Jewel. Nightclub in Las Vegas. Not sure which hotel that's at. I don't know either. And a place called Salt in Glendale, Arizona. Oh. Glendale actually, um, apparently, is it all of Arizona or just Glendale? I can't remember, but DJ James Kennedy apparently, like, plays a lot of gigs in Arizona. Oh my god, what if they, like, had a weekend of, like, Brody and James Kennedy? That would be amazing. We'd have to go. Yeah. So Brody also seems to be part of a clothing line now, and the link is in his Twitter bio, and it's called Mad Hueys. Um, 
you know, quippy hats, t-shirts, very surfer dude themed. One of the hats says, ahoy fuckers. Yeah, is, I like it. Yeah. Um, and Brody's net worth is rumored to be somewhere between six and ten million dollars. I believe it. Yeah. But what did we say David's net worth was? Twenty? Yeah. And Brody's worth almost half that? David, David's hiding money, official. <laughs> well, David's for sure hiding money, but David also has a lot of divorces. Yeah, but... Which are costly. That's true. Anyway. I mean, think about it. Like, if you have to give away half your money every time you get divorced. Yeah. And he's been married how many times? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he hit the, the square Monopoly where you have to give up all your money four times. That's really all I found about Brody because... And it makes sense because until the hills and this, he really didn't do anything. No. And he's never, he's modeled for a few companies like offhandedly, but like nothing significant. Did he, now do we think he broke up with Avril because of her health issues? I don't know. I think she got married not long after they broke up to the guy from Nickelback, even though she's not with him anymore either. And yeah. I think maybe she wanted to be married. Oh, Maybe. They were pretty serious for a while, though. They had all the, like, matching tattoos. Well, I think and, they like, were engaged. Yeah, two years was, like, a long time for Brody. I remember yeah. thinking that. I thought maybe, you know, she was getting a little limey, and he was like, whatever's. Maybe. Or is lupus? Does she have Lyme disease or lupus? I don't remember. One or the other. She's dating a billionaire now, though, so. Good for her. Yeah, upgrade. I thought maybe David was taking a page out of Brody's book when he later dumped Yolanda for having Lyme disease. I thought maybe he'd learned it from Brody. Maybe. So... Episode three. <laughs> and I say it just like that because it was tough. Um, it was tough. And these are now, um, I don't think I've seen these. Because as we said in previous podcasts, the first two were aired on regular network. The final four episodes were aired on something called Fox Reality. Yeah. That was a very, like, specific, I don't, I don't remember if I had it. Yeah. And... I think one of the things that Frank and I love most about this podcast and what we talk about is that we're trying to figure out timelines and what's real and what's fake and who did what when. Everything on this show's fake. Yeah. There's nothing to figure out. It's all fake. It's all staged. This is... It's a produced fiction show. Yeah. I actually floated the idea today of possibly having our next episode just be the final three episodes in one episode, because um, there's not a lot to talk about, and I think we're going to have a hard time carrying this on for four more episodes. Yes. Or three more episodes after this. Yes. But we will, we will let you guys know. Yeah, you'll see what happens next week, I guess. But we open the episode, and Linda and David are going to play tennis. Did yes. they both have rackets? Um, and I also wanted to say, too, that I was obviously 100% wrong in episode one when I thought that maybe they'd had David film vague voiceovers in the beginning and he really wasn't in on the joke and getting caught. But no, like, the voiceovers are very specific. Yeah. Like, oh, I had 300 cars in my lot. Like, he's... He's in, in on, on it. it. I mean, I guess maybe David's just a good actor. Yeah. Maybe... I don't know. He was in on some of the jokes, but then not to the extent of them. Or maybe the cause of the divorce was the fact that he just didn't want to do it anymore. And she thought it was great for the boys. And he thought she was nuts. Well, I'm wondering if, I mean, obviously the show has led us to believe that she's been letting them live this pampered lifestyle. And he's been completely hands off and just kind of been putting up with it. Um, maybe the truth is that his indignation to them was the fake part. 
And maybe to her, he was like, oh yeah, we'll let them have a show, they'll make money, I'll play along, when actually he wasn't that upset about any of this stuff at all. Yeah. I I don't know. They're going to play tennis, which we don't see them do, actually. We just see them get in the golf cart with their tennis rackets, and they have to get the dog into the back seat of the golf cart. Yeah. And And for people who work out all the time, fucking walk to your tennis court. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're in the gym, they're on recumbent bikes, whatever. Like, just walk around your goddamn property. Stop using a golf cart to get everywhere. Also, isn't a 10-minute walk sort of a nice warm-up and then a nice cool-down? You think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get it. And they drive by the lawn, of course, and the lawn is still a mess from the drive-in. Yeah, I believe we're supposed to think it's the next day. Yeah. Um, And then I have in my notes that when David sees the lawn, Linda says, how does that make you feel, Dave? (laughs) And what does he say? Pissed off? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a really weird question to ask someone when you already know they're pissed off. Yeah. I think it's just nonsensical. The whole thing is yeah. completely nonsensical. Yeah. I, it makes me feel like I'm on something and I'm not. I'm 10,000% sober right now. Yeah. So then David has a meeting with his entire house staff. And they're playing like army drill sergeant, like officer and a gentleman type music in the background. And he's talking to like the groundskeeper and the maids and the chef and the property manager about how you're not supposed to do anything for the boys anymore. And it's so stupid and fake because they're all laughing before he even starts talking. Yeah. Like these are definitely not actors and no, I mean, no one's doing a good job of faking it. No. It's terrible. However, Frank and I both had a chuckle when (laughs) he looks at the chef and says, and stop wearing that. And they show her apron, and it says Elvis Parsley. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> the Elvis joke is appearing a lot. A lot. And again, I mean, the only thing I can think of is if maybe he'd been promised... Well, no, because they filed for divorce and this camp started to air. I don't know. I mean, obviously he doesn't care that much because he's letting him film it. I know. It's just... I mean, if it really did, like, if he really hated Elvis and couldn't stand that she'd been dating him... And it was a point of contention to this day. Like, he would never let any of this air on the show. But so she dated him in 1972. Would you really be upset about someone your wife dated 32 years before? No. Yeah, I just... I get it. They, it's just like their favorite joke to play on him, I guess, but... And so, also, the whole thing makes no sense whatsoever because we have this... He talks to the staff. He tells the cook that she's not to wear that apron anymore. And that's the ha ha joke. Then they have another scene later where she's wearing the apron the whole time. And he doesn't say shit about it. So obviously it was filmed previous to this. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. And then one of the Hispanic employees says in Spanish, just not in smile. Mr. Foster's lost his mind in front of David. Probably not a good idea if it were real, but it's not. No, not real. So David and Linda are sitting down at the kitchen table eating breakfast. Yes. And Brody comes in with no shirt on looking for his sandwich. So it looks like what the chef does is she makes like their favorite meals at certain times of day and just like saran wraps them and leaves them in the fridge. And then they like heat them or take them wherever they go. And Brody is looking for his bomb ass tuna sandwich And the chef lets him know she was informed not to make any more sandwiches for Brody. While wearing the Elvis Parsley apron. Yes. So then 
you get a shot of David and he's wearing what looks like his mother's glasses. Oh my gosh, you guys, they're so <laughs> bad. He's wearing readers, but they're like the half kind that you wear on the end of your nose. That you can buy at CVS. Oh, I don't, these are so fancy. I don't even know if you can buy them at CVS. They're powder blue, like a powdery turquoise blue with white polka dots all over them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous. So then there's just this Brody's, he looks genuinely upset about the fact that his sandwich isn't in the refrigerator. And then Linda feels bad for him and offers him some fruit. And that's the end of that. Well, and then he talks about how they've, um, he's like, I'm paying rent. Like I'm paying rent now. And Brody seems to think that rent entails like paying rent for all of the amenities with the facilities. And David does not agree. Right. And... David says, you can use the kitchen. You can make your own. Which, that's true. Well, and also I'm a little shocked that David isn't telling them to buy their own food. I know. Like, he's not even telling them to do that. It's just like, you (laughs) you have to make it yourself. I will pay for all the groceries. Yeah. You just have to make your own food. Yeah. I feel like you missed the mark there with that one. Yeah. So, then David reminds him that the lawn needs to be cleaned today. And in our next scene, we see David leaving the house in his car, and he yells, Brody! And Brody and Spencer are cleaning up the lawn by driving a hovercraft and pushing the lawn, or pushing all the trash on the lawn, like, into a circle or so, they think. But they're just driving a hovercraft around the lawn. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I also want to know where they have all this money. Yeah. He's like, we made so much money. We have your rent. Like, we bought a hovercraft. We got a really good deal on it. The, huh? For their $10 movie tickets? So David said there were 300 cars on the lawn. If it were $10 per car, that would be $3,000. If it were $10 per person, that could be more. But I thought, wasn't there, what's their rent? Is their rent $4,000 a month? Isn't that what they agreed upon? I thought they agreed on three and Spencer was just being a dick by being, by saying not, let's make it four. But I thought it was three. Still three. I know. Like... Well, knowing Spencer Pratt, maybe he made more money from the movie stuff by showing those companies like on the TV. Like we got the name of the inflatable movie screen and like all that kind of stuff was shown on the show. I didn't write it down, but I saw the names and stuff. Yeah, but he, this hasn't aired yet. I know. So I he's not, I mean... I don't know. The whole thing's so fake. I yeah. can't. I'm sure that that was just sponsored by the Hovercraft company. Yeah, and while Brody and Spencer are in the Hovercraft, Brandon rips on the lawn in a fucking snowmobile. Yeah. Why does anyone in Malibu have a snowmobile? Don't know. I also put that Brandon's really changed. Like, his whole... I mean, I guess not completely, because he seems to have always had a little bit of hippiness in him. Yeah. But when we see him on the Kardashians, he's this, like, soft-spoken, very, like, om-centered person that I can't even imagine participating in these hijinks, so... I know. I would agree with that. Not that I watched Kardashians, but just from, like, what I know of him, because I followed him on Instagram, too, when we were doing The Hills. Yeah, I mean, he's always just been, like, the chill peacemaker dude. So, like, it's weird yeah. to see him supposedly as this uproarious, lawn-ruining teen. Or, yeah. not teen, I guess, early 20-something. <laughs> they, teen sounds right. So then they go to Brody's room, and Spencer is wondering what happened to Brody's room. 
And I call beyond bullshit on this because we've seen Brody's room numerous times in the last two episodes and it was never immaculate. No, it always looked like that. Yeah. So there's just shit everywhere, but there's always shit everywhere. And Brody says, Dave cut the maids. And I hate to break it to you, Brody, but even if you have a maid, like if somebody was in this situation, I would be willing to bet you a lot of money that the maid would be like, I'm not cleaning that shit up. Like, I'm not going to pick up after your stepson. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing... I mean, that's what would happen. The maid would quit. Like, that. it's not... He was never sending the maids in to clean their disgusting bachelor 20-something rooms. No. No. It's also, like... I'm wondering if the mess is even real because it was just like clothes and solo cups. Yeah. Like for all we know, they just did that in five minutes and they added that scene by themselves. It wasn't that hard to make a 21 year old boy's room look messy. Yeah. His room is also a clusterfuck nightmare. There's so much furniture in it. I know. There's a lot of furniture. (laughs) There's like a massive TV and like six couches and like then the big TV is on top of a chest and then he's got some huge bed and all the furniture looks like it's from the 90s, even though this is 2004. It's just very weird. Their house kind of makes me itch. Um, I think Brody is not really into minimalism. No, they, none of them are. But the whole house just is very dated. Yeah. And like the kitchen chairs with like the painted bed. It looks like the Olive Garden in their kitchen. It's weird. Brody wishes. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So then... In my least favorite scene of this episode, and I don't even understand how this works, Brody and Spencer go to David's office, and they pretend to be David. Well, first they've called Central Casting, I don't know, a casting agency whose name I don't remember, and say that they're they're calling from David Foster's office and they need 20 female models to appear in a music video. And to meet them at David's Warner Brothers office. Right. So then we get this montage of them meeting all these girls, getting massages, asking them if they can cook, asking them if they know how to clean. But then the whole premise was a music video. But then they're not staging a music video. They're not... It's just bizarre. Well, I mean, and this is where things get super nonsensical. Like, why would you... Go on a casting call for a music video and then let somebody say, oh, you need to be our chef. Like, it made no sense. None whatsoever. I mean, the only thing that would have been funny and sensical is if they had included the current cameras in it. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to, we need you to be our chef on camera for this reality show we're filming. That would have sort of made sense. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. Like, they're not even trying to make sense. No. And this one young woman named Christina shows up and they are just over the moon with her. And then they ask her if she can cook. And she says yes and basically agrees to show up and be their chef. And she says, well, if you guys take care of me, I'll take care of you, right? Like, what is this, a porno shoot all yeah. of a sudden? The whole thing was icky and gross and made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because they're, like, making these girls give them massages and being overly sexual. And, I mean, it would not fly today at all. Yeah, no. And then there are these two Russian singers wearing matching outfits. And they show Brody and Spencer their music video because they're trying to get an audition with David. I guess. 
And it just so happened that they showed up the day Brody and Spencer were there and were able to get through the gates to talk to them. I mean, it's Yet they dumb. agree to show up at the house later wearing maids' costumes. Yeah. It's- Which, and this was the creepiest, like, hashtag me too trauma moment of the whole thing for me, when they're like, what do you mean? And I guess it just kind of goes to show you that, like, how awful everything is in casting, not like we didn't already know, that these... If we or take this at face value, that these two strange young men say show up at this venue dressed in a costume, and we're not going to tell you why. And they're like, "But what? Like, what's it for?" No, it's a surprise. Just show up half naked. It's a surprise. I mean, gross. Just yeah. gross. Yeah. I mean, I I believe it. And then. I mean, the fact that they even filmed this in David's real office. One, why wasn't David in his office himself? Two, why would Warner Brothers even let David Foster get away with this crap? Like, his secretary, security would have been like, you're not David, get out. Yeah, his, I know. His office would be locked when he wasn't there. I know. It's just the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Well, and they wouldn't have even let the 20 girls on the lot. No. No. And then they decide, Brody and Spencer decide that they need to somehow pay... The chef and the maids, they're calling them, but they're all models and actresses. I don't, I just, it's so stupid. And there are a bunch of rappers at the front desk. Gangster rappers. Gangster according rappers. According to the show. Oh yeah. Let's not forget the racism in this episode as well. Yeah. And Spencer rents David's home studio in Malibu to this group of gentlemen. Jay Peso is apparently the rapper's name. Oh, I thought it was HQ. No, that's what the um, bodyguard shirts said. But the rapper said Jay Peso. Oh, because later he was like, we're HQ, we're HQ. Maybe it's HQ with Jay Peso. I don't know. Who cares? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Spencer says, we book his studio. That's our job. So the other thing I want to know is if you're trying to get a record deal and you show up at a record company, I'm assuming that might still happen. People try and show up at a record company to oh, drop yeah. their tapes or whatever. And someone says, well, come to my home studio to record. That's a little weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's not a record deal. You'd think you'd want to meet some executives, maybe get some business cards to verify it's real. You know, that kind of thing. Or, hey, you want to be on this reality show? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also like that we're led to believe that this whole rap enclave was able to get through the gated community with their 18 ninja motorcycles. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, oh, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Ugh. Okay. So then <laughs> I just slammed my hand on the couch. Sorry. <laughs> um, then we have another scene in the Olive Garden kitchen and David and Linda are again eating their beautiful swordfish dinner prepared by the chef and there's no food for the boys. Linda feels so guilty and you can see it all over her face and Spencer and Brody just start eating handfuls of pistachios on a plate. Well, and before that, we get introduced to David's mother. Who I didn't see at who first. Who says nothing. They, she gets a title card. It just says, um, grandmother. Um, and then it says, uh, it says, what is, I can't remember how they said it was David, but it said grandmother, um, oh no, it didn't say. It said David's mother. And then it says, loves her grandsons. Yeah. Which I thought was weird because they're stepchildren, but whatever. Yeah. And um, tolerates David. But then she doesn't say a word the whole time. So I wasn't getting that. But it took me like five minutes to notice her. And then one time I looked up, I said, Frank, who's that old lady? (laughs) 
So then Christina, the chef, aka Tits McGee, yeah. shows up to cook the boys dinner. We don't know what she's cooking, but when she drips olive oil in the pan, she then uses her hand to spread it around instead of just swirling the pan. So we're off to a great start there. Yeah. And for some reason, she's just got her boobs out for days and they look like the kind of implants that hurt. Like they looked rock hard. Like she doesn't sleep well on them. (laughs) Well, my other favorite thing about this is when they don't even try to keep it real is when she says, I'm here to cook for the boys. Yeah. Meanwhile, she thought she met with... David Foster at the meeting. I mean, like, it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. And then Linda thinks it's mildly funny, and David is staring at this young girl, and Linda said, like, wipes David's mouth and says, Stop drooling, David. Yeah. It's so gross. So gross. So then the Russian maids arrive, and the boys are talking about how Jay Peso is coming today. And all of a sudden, you see the Fast and the Furious coming up the driveway. Yeah. There are three or four cars, and then, as Frank mentioned, there's a motorcycle ninja gang. Yep. Bringing up the rear. Yeah, they're all in, like, ninja crotch rockets. Yeah, and... And doing, like, tricks. Yeah, one guy is riding it standing up because he's, like, standing on the, like, seat bar or whatever. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. So... Like, am I supposed to believe that the... (laughs) security guard at the gate didn't call 800 people before he let them through yeah i know so then inside david tells spencer he said spencer you know my mother's here and spencer says i know i met her she's a lovely woman (laughs) he said well you're in her room and spencer's like you mean my room and they have a nice exchange where david said it's not your room that's where my mother prefers to stay when she's here Doesn't that house have a bazillion rooms? Yeah, I was going to say. Like, this is ridiculous. And wouldn't Spencer just sleep in Brody's room? Like, even in a mansion? Like, wouldn't you rather hang with your boy? No. Okay. I'd rather have my own room. Okay. That's true. I guess if the house is that big, Spencer probably has his own wing, too. Yeah. Um, so then Brandon says, you know, Dave, I just wish sometimes when you walked by, you would just be in a good mood. Which is a very Brandon-like thing to say. And David goes, oh, okay. How's, hi everyone, who the fuck are these people in my house? (laughs) And then David says he's going to work at his home studio with Renee. And the boys realize that they double booked his studio. Wah wah. Stupid. And we get a quick scene of the boys taking a check from Jay Peso and his posse and leaving. Well, before that, we also get David talking to Brandon, who, this is the second time it has come up, is real riled up about the fact that he drives a V8. Yes. Like, real riled up about it. Like, he thinks it's just insane that Brandon could care about the environment and also drive a V8 car. Like, he loves to bring it up. Also, didn't you buy him that car, David? Yeah. I'm sure that Caitlin didn't buy it. Yeah. People get in trouble for that, though. It's, that's what happens when you really, like, stick to a platform. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio is, like, huge environmental donor on all these boards and all that kind of stuff, but he flies private everywhere. And that's one of the number one things that's horrible for the environment. Yeah. People give him shit about it all the time. Yeah. You can't, you can't save the whales and kill them at the same time. Well, that's David's favorite argument. It is. He does drop the V8 thing a lot. So, 
Then David is talking with the boys, chef and maids, and is and they're all kind of like, well, we don't even know what we're doing here. And they all establish that they're like models and actresses and singers. So there we go. And then David goes down to his studio and is confronted by Jay Peso, security guards who are wearing t-shirts that say HQ, and the motorcycle ninja gang. Yes. And David says, that's my studio. And they say they paid to be there. And David says, don't yo Jay Peso me. And then David says, do you have kids? Do you know how frustrating this is? And then he says, you've got kids you don't even know about. You probably got kids you don't even know about. Yeah. A little racist there, Dave. Yep, a little bit. And then the security guards push David. And if this were real, David would have called his entire house staff, the community security. The police! The police! would have called the police! Yeah. No one would put their hands on David. No. Yeah. And then Linda comes down and says, I'm David's husband and Brody's mother. Did... Did you pay the boys for this? He he he. And then she starts taking pictures with all the rappers. Yeah. Okay. And then David goes to call who I'm guessing was Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard because that's what it sounded like. Oh my god. So he says that he could like use some reprieve and makes a phone call and they don't even give it a title card but I guess you're supposed to think it's his therapist? Oh, I didn't get that at all from it. I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I but like it just didn't say. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, and it was very, like, a hillbilly-type voice. Well, shucks, Dave, I don't know what you're gonna do about that. Yeah, I know, it was weird. It was very, very weird. And then all of a sudden, it's Papa's 85th birthday. Yeah, with no fanfare whatsoever. So I saw some chairs lined up on the deck over David's shoulder when he was yelling at the boys about the lawn. And I think that's why he wanted the lawn cleaned up, is that they were hosting this party. And I saw the party being set up. I just didn't know what it was. Oh, uh, before next episode, we should look up and see when Linda's father's birthday is. I'll look it up. Papa Thompson? No, I'll just look her up and it's his spouse. I mean, and parent on the, in Wikipedia. Yeah, we can try. Um, and then he, David's all worked up about whether Brody and Spencer are going to come to the party because he wants to yell at them over the studio thing. And they eventually show up late and they try and just beeline for dinner. Excuse me. And David pulls them aside and says he's had enough of their jackass bullshit. And Spencer is once again wearing one of David's suits. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then David says, if you want a war, you'll have one. You're 21. I'm 55. And that's pretty much where we end. Uh, my one takeaway from this is that Brody has always had great hair. Like Spencer... Often falls victims to the times, as a lot of us have. It has very, like, hip-in-the-moment hairstyles. You can tell how dated it looks. And Brody, no matter what show he's been on, has the most effortless, timeless hair always. Yeah, he's just got the the brunette curls. Yeah. Keeps it nice, maintained, like... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Brandon has nice hair, too. He just wears it longer than Brody. Which I do not care for. No, me either. But, like, I'm guessing he has nice hair, just like Brody does. Oh, probably, but I'm saying Brody always keeps his style in a timeless manner. Yeah. Like, Brandon has the longer hair you could look and be like, I mean, if you saw a black and white picture of Brody, it's like, that could be the 50s, that could be now, that could be 1990, I mean, who knows? No, and Brody's so cute. I know. He just, he really is, like, he's tall, he's got a good body, he's got the good hair, he's got, like, Cupid doll eyelashes. I'm not down for his jackass, like, hijinks. 
the more I watch of this show, I really wish that Spencer and Heidi had been more fun in the hills. I mean, we can play that record again, broken record, but he, I can see where like hijinxy Heidi, like in season one of the hills met Spencer and they were, they must've had so much fun together when, I'm they, sure. when they first got together. It's kind of amazing that they're still together. I mean, I'm hoping that in the reboot, Spencer's not trying to be a villain. I, I hope he's just himself. Yeah. And if he is, well, hopefully we'll get to see that side of them. I know. Because I bet when they first met, they were so much fun. Probably. When they went out and stuff. But I can see why Heidi didn't trust him when they first started dating. My God. He is Weasley and he does think he's like the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So that's that for episode three and four through six may be coming to you as one long tome. May very well be. Um, if not, um, for the next episode, we get a stolen plane and Celine Dion. Oh yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareB. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>